Hey there, welcome to season one of Liminal Spaces podcast. My name is Debbie. Here we talk about the impact of liminal spaces in our lives, why they matter, and how we can navigate and thrive when we bump up against them. Today, I am joined by Becky Manley to talk about a fierce perspective on how to navigate and thrive in liminal space seasons. Becky is the founder and CEO of Fear Strategy and Creative, currently based in the US. With over 20 years of industry experience, Becky shapes startups and multi-billion dollar brands into the industry leaders they desire to become. She is a speaker, branding consultant, and fiercely committed to advocacy courses. I have been a fan of Becky since day one and absolutely thrilled to go behind the scenes and listen to what drives and motivates her. We talk about one of Becky's personal experiences with liminal space seasons and what it means to be fierce. We also talk about kindness as a personal and corporate difference maker, leadership, bear hugs, and the opportunity, times of change, waiting and uncertainty offer us to live better versions of ourselves. Welcome to Liminal Spaces, Becky. I am so excited to have you here. I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks. I met you for the first time in 2014 and I have loved you ever since. I love the work that you do. I I love what you stand for. I love how you work. Tell us a brief version of who you are and your background. Sure. Yes. I, um, I remember meeting you for the first time. I think it was in Switzerland, right? Yeah. And it was a wonderful experience. And I, I am also a fan of yours and love seeing all the things you're doing and all your posts and your heart um, always reflected in your posts about kindness and things like that. I just love it. So my career has spanned about 25 years. Um, I was in the advertising industry first when I graduated from college and um, had a degree in design and copywriting because I loved both. And my goal was to be a business owner and a, a creative director. And so I worked hard uh, those first 10 years or so, just putting myself under really, really smart people and really smart creative directors and teams who just taught me a lot of things and lessons I needed to learn. And when I turned 30, I decided it was time for me to start my first agency. I had been building a freelance business um, for probably four or five years and knew that I would eventually convert that into my first agency. So um, my partner and I started an agency um, in Greenville, South Carolina, and I did that for two or three years and loved it. It was awesome, a great experience. Then I took a partnership with another agency down here on St. Simons Island, and we were based all over the country, so we had three or four geographies at the time. And I did that for about nine years, and then about five or six years ago, I started Fierce on my own and build an agency and it's been um it's been amazing i am very very grateful we get to touch everything from you know pro bono clients and nonprofits mm-hmm. to startups at all different levels where they're seeking funding or have big ideas 
all the way to multi-million and multi-billion dollar brands. So it's been uh, it's been a real adventure and I'm grateful for it every day. Yes. And I am also grateful for that because you've become a household name within Bloom as well. Like <laughs> we always go, oh, Becky that and Becky this. And um, you've been a real uh, source of inspiration, but also really being generous with helping us and coaching us and all that. So I'm really thankful for that as well. I'm glad you mentioned fears and we're going to get to that because I'd love to talk more about that with you. But since this podcast is about uh, exploring how we can navigate and thrive in liminal space seasons, I wanted to ask you if you could tell us a story of your life that you've experienced change or transitional waiting and how that has impacted how you live your life today. Sure. You know, when you asked me that question earlier, prepping me for it, I thought immediately of my accident that I had um, and everything that kind of culminated around that because that was sort of the catalyst for a lot of change in my life. And that was about seven or eight years ago now. Mm -hmm. And a really bad accident and it forced me to stop you know I I always say energy is my superpower we were just talking about that and you know I was traveling all over the world and doing television and working with clients and running an agency and the accident forced me to stop mm -hmm. and for six weeks I had to stay at home and recover, which, you know, I'd never missed a day of work in my life. I love what I do and I'm very healthy and grateful for that. And so it was a very unusual time for me. And I really felt like in that moment that God was teaching me some lessons that I needed to learn. Hmm. I feel like I'd gotten ahead of myself a little bit, thought a little um, much of myself and the things that we were doing and the impact we were having and needed a little lesson in humility. <laughs> that um, is <laughs> Yeah, I feel like um, I was vulnerable and um, was not, you know, completely independent and that a lot of people had shaped and formed me and my career and helped me and mentored me and that a lot of it was, was simply God's grace mm -hmm. uh, in giving me the abilities and gifts that I had, but also, you know, the responsibility to use them in the right ways. And so that was a big moment in my life. It took about eight months to get the use of my hand back. As a designer, I damaged my design hand, my computer hand. Mm -hmm. um, and for someone who ran an agency, I no longer had use of it. And that was a big deal. And so I fought it and fought back and did three hours of um, physical therapy several times a week and um, was able to get about 90, 95% of my um, use of the arm, which was good. But those months were hard and they were difficult. And uh, I had to um, just look at life differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that time really started to prepare me for what was next too. It opened my eyes to a lot of things that were happening around me. I started paying attention differently. Mm -hmm. and recommitted to my whole platform of kindness because I was overwhelmed at the kindness that was extended to me. Mm -hmm. People were, I mean, I really couldn't move my arm for almost eight months. And so I, simple things like cleaning and cooking and things like that, getting dressed um, were extremely difficult and people were still making us meals and dropping them off at our house six or seven months in. And I was just so moved by our community and how they responded to me and to our family. All of our clients sent amazing cards and gifts and 
so many things and it just uh you know it was it was a turning point Mm -hmm. it was sort of that liminal space between what was and who i was and what was to come with leaving my previous agency working through difficult times with my ex-business partner and starting something new Mm -hmm. and starting fierce and being able to build a company that our foundation is kindness and our approach to people, to business, to work, all of those things was different. And I feel like uh, that accident really shaped a lot of that. So that was kind of, that's my moment, one of the moments that I think of that were really important um, in my life. Thanks for sharing that. That's so powerful to hear when you say it's forced you to stop. I mm-hmm. feel like that's such a an important reminder about what liminal spaces could do for us is that we need to have that first initial stop or pause. And then you also yeah. mentioned gaining perspective. I think that mm-hmm. that's in my opinion one of the best gifts on earth. If we can have the right perspective that it helps us explore things that we haven't allowed ourselves to explore in the past. So that's a very moving story. Thank you for sharing that. You know, God has a wonderful sense of humor and I have a scar right here, only where I can see it. And every day when I look at that, I think it's so beautiful Mm. because um, it's a result of something that was one of the hardest times in my life. But um, I know there was a reason for that. And when I get ahead of myself or I lose perspective that everything that fears is, is, is God's company. Um, and from him, uh, it's good to look at that and go, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Humility. I, I'm, I'm almost thinking about getting a tattoo along this car that just says humility or be humble, be kind, something like that. Yeah. Because even if we go through these moments, we need to be reminded that uh, it's not it's not all about us it's uh, a lot of people over a lifetime that have shaped what fierce is today Mm, that's great i also find it really fascinating that you mentioned people around you during that time because so Mm -hmm. far all the people i've been talking with no one has not not mentioned people and community Mm -hmm. and how important having a community around you is when you're navigating these times. Because sometimes it's very easy to isolate when we experience times of change and uncertainty because they're Mm -hmm. very very tough. But uh, I really love the fact that you highlighted that because it just also tells the broader story of how important community and people are. I didn't really realize that. You know, I I tend to be more of a workaholic. Um, and as a business owner, you kind of have to be, but that's always been my MO. And just, again, realizing that it's, there's a lot of people that play a part and my family and those things, it was just a moment of, you know, acknowledging, okay, I am fiercely independent, mm. um, but uh, it's important to know the value of community and know the value of family for sure. So. Mm. Lots of good lessons I had to be reminded of. Yes. Let's talk about fears because I love fears. I love (laughs) what you do, what it embodies. Tell us what fears is all about and why you started it. I separated from my uh, ex-business partner about six years ago now, I guess, five or six years. I need to go back and check the date. I think it was 2014. 
and um, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do next. That was a bit of an unexpected um, thing, but the right thing. And I just was like, you know, what I know how to do is to run a successful agency. That is my skill, and that's what I've been working my whole life to learn and um, get better at. And so a week after I left, <laughs> I registered for Fierce Strategy and Creative and uh, was off to the races. And so uh, we, my goal was to take time to remember who I was and what mattered to me. Uh, and what I wanted an agency to look like because I've worked with, um, I'd had male business partners for the past 12, 13 years that had influenced um, my thought process in good and bad ways. And so I took time to just reevaluate what it was that I wanted to build and why. Um, I knew that we had to have an agency, that Fierce had to be an agency that had purpose um, and that could do good things in the world. You know, our, our mission statement was to do mighty things with excellence that affect change in our world. And I, make, I really do. <laughs> it's making sure we had a good guidepost, you know, before we started right into it. And so that took some time, you know, it took time to really work through all that I'd been through the last couple of years with my previous agency and the situation there. Um, and then, you know, once that sort of solidified, I, I worked with different designers as we built the brand. Um, when I had had my accident, I had um, engraved uh, a little bear claw, well, big bear claw, um, with the word fierce as a reminder to myself after I finished my physical therapy that I needed to be fierce. You know, I needed to get that fierce spirit back and not give in to the weight of the accident and the changes it brought in my in me physically and emotionally and so when we were thinking about names for the agency fierce was just a natural choice because it's always been my word you know uh encouraging clients always to be fiercely loyal and fiercely generous and all these beautiful things fiercely curious mm -hmm. um and so it just was a natural so we we named it fierce and the bear that we have is our logo came out of the story of the bear claw, wow. which was a beautiful connection that was unexpected. Mm. Bears are fiercely curious and there was a lot of different connections there. Mm. And when I was working with my designer, we were on zoom. He was in California. I was in Georgia and he's like, there's going to be a bear in this logo. And I was like, a bear. And he's like, yes, it has to be. And he drew a little bear and he held it up and I was like, okay, let's do some research on it. And so we did and it just evolved. And the bear has really been a huge component of our company branding and people have really um, just been endeared to it and have different reactions to it. In fact, people send us pictures of bears from all over the world. We have an Instagram channel now called Fierce Bear Sightings. And there's hundreds and hundreds of bears that people have seen because they now associate it with us and that they, they love the idea of fierce and that word. They've personalized it. They've made it their own. It's not just our word. It's become their word. And, and I love that. That was, that was important. And then obviously our bear hugs are a critical part of our culture because 
I, I've always believed that kindness is a corporate difference maker. And um, we basically established that as our key core value when we built Fierce. Mm. And the bear hug is just an extension of that. We've given them out all over the world. It's just a little card that um, has a little bear logo on the front. And on the back, it says, this bear hug comes to you from the fierce people because we think you're awesome. And just, uh, you know, it's a simple way for us to show kindness and extend kindness. Mm. Um, People who take care of us at dinner or wait on us at a client meal or, um, you know, do something kind for us at a store or a vendor or whatever. Um, it's just been a wonderful way for us to have a tangible uh, way that we can demonstrate kindness. And then also just holding our team as our team grows and they're across the country and some of them are around the world. Um, it's a guiding force for us that we, treat our clients with kindness, we treat each other with kindness, and we treat ourselves with kindness. Yeah. And I think those are, that's an important foundation of who we are as a company. Yeah, that's really amazing. I had a question that you already answered around that, because it is true that kindness is very prominent uh, on the whole fears uh, company and brand. And I think you embody that also. And just to say that when you launched Fears was also a similar time that I started to dig deeper into what does it mean to be kind, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. it can come across as a buzzword and uh, yeah. kind of like be kind to people. And uh, for me, I had to go back in and go, okay, maybe it really starts from the inside. Like you said, like you need to also mm-hmm. be kind to yourself and it's, out of mm-hmm. that, that you can extend kindness to people. And I just love the fact that even though you work with million dollar companies and like do all these great things, that that's the force, you use the word force that drives your company. And I think that that's just revolutionary. We should all be more kind to ourselves, share more kindness, help each other to learn how to be more kind, uh, even in the corporate world. I love that thought. Yeah, I feel like kindness is a personal difference maker, but the fact that, you know, it can also be a corporate difference maker. I think that's really important. You know, our clients are people at the end of the day and they, they need love. They need kindness. They need someone to listen to them sometimes when they're, you know, they might be a CEO or they might be a manager where they're having to make difficult decisions. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We provide a safe place for them to say, I don't know what to do in this situation, especially right now with COVID. You know, a lot of them will call me up and say, I don't know if I'm making the right decision. Is this what we should be doing? And just being an encouragement to our clients as well. And it's, you know, it's different. It's different than your corporate um, secular agency model. Mm. You know, I've had many people tell me, well, your client should never be your friend or, you know, (laughs) this or that. And I just feel differently, you know, and are there risks with that? Of course there are. Um, but life is short and, um, the hours we have are precious and we need to make them count and we need to work on projects and work with people that we want to spend our time with. And we've been very discerning with who we have brought on as clients. And when clients begin to cause strife for drama, uh, we just separate ways because that's just not what we're about. You know, I've been there, done that with business partners who thrive on it mm. um, but it's not it's not who we are you know we're not here to facilitate chaos and to manage drama we're here to bring structure and order and design and creativity and strategy mm. to 
ideas and projects and businesses and brands. And we want to do it in a way that makes us happy. You know, we just had a meeting this morning with clients up in Oklahoma and it was just, it's just lovely. I, I love being able to see their faces and have a positive spirit and work through conflict in a good way if it comes up. And that's, that's, the kind of agency we're about and I want to stay that way. And I want I want to say kindness works, right? Because I have seen my students uh, become very inspired and enamored by you and the way that you teach them, the way you relate to them. And so for me, it's kind of like, yeah, kindness does work. This is not just some nice, feely thing meant for weak people. It's actually a strength and a force that does change the world because I have experienced it and seen it. Yeah. And it's, you know, we don't always get it right. You know, we're human too. And sometimes we have to step back and say, oh, we didn't handle that right. Or I shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, there's always moments where we have to stop and reevaluate and say, did that demonstrate kindness? Um, The way we interact with each other, all of those things, especially as our team grows and um, the company grows, it's, it's a challenge. You know, we're naturally just human beings and we're dealing with a lot and there's a lot that's going on but um you know we don't always get it perfect but that's something that everybody on our team is striving for every day and the thing that makes me happiest is when i hear a client say you know oh i just i just love our meetings with fears you know we look forward to them and i love it when people will send me a note who is a new freelancer or contractor or full-time person at Fierce and say, I've never worked in an environment like this before. And, and I'm so grateful, you know, cause that's, that's really our goal. That's, that's what we're trying to do is create a place where clients feel valued and their ideas feel valued. And obviously we're doing world changing work, but also where people feel valued, you know, and can come out of a messy situation or a messy work environment and find fears and be like, I didn't even know this existed, you know, and then that inspires them to be better people and to be kind with their family, their children, their loved ones. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's a constant connection that I love and that I always want to be an important part of our culture at Fierce. Wow. That's really great. You're an entrepreneur and you're creative and you run your own agency and you, you know, you have a lot of successful experiences from that. One of the things that I talk with friends about is um, how this season has really pushed people to go, oh, you know, that idea I've been keeping on the back burner for a while. Maybe it's time to pick it up, you know, maybe it's time to try something new, whether by choice or by necessity, because maybe you lost your job. So if someone was thinking about starting off something new, what would be some of your advice on that whole process? Hmm. Well, I get a lot of people who come to me with big ideas or ideas, you know, that they want to to build. And of course, I love a good entrepreneur. Um, But I I always caution to be strategic first. You know, uh, I had a Uh, a guy come to me who's working with a business partner wanting to start a company and just making sure start at the beginning you know we have we have good processes and good systems in place to help brands as they get built to be strategic and to be strong and to be prepared for what's ahead 
because you don't always know that as an entrepreneur. It's easy to dream and imagine things like that. But one of the things that people don't always realize is the amount of work it takes to bring an idea to reality. And so my encouragement is always to be really strategic first, do your research, be prepared. Preparation is 90% of the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be ready, you know, to have that strong work ethic and to work hard. I think all of those things combined and pretty much nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's really just about, and, and entrepreneurs have this naturally anyway, they have a sense of optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, they're willing to take risks, you know, it's just what makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And, uh, those things combined, just making sure that they're really being thoughtful about what they're doing, that they have good mentors in place, that they have good advisors in place, um, people that are really looking out for them. All of that structure um, is so important in the beginning. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell somebody, I, I don't think this is, I've seen that. I've, I've had, you know, hundreds of people come to me with say, I have the next big thing. And, you know, if somebody tells us an idea and I just, I can see down the road from experience, then I'll say, you know what, maybe you should reevaluate this and maybe try this. Or what have you thought about, you know, pushing it in this direction? Or what about this, you know, idea? And just having people in your life at that time frame that will be willing to ask those difficult questions mm-hmm. and provide honesty and truth and direction and reminders that you know the strategy is so important surrounding yourself with good people is so important making sure you have good partners that are like-minded all of those things are so important and people come to me those are the things that I share and then I have different exercises and things that just help walk them through next steps and help them think about things differently because we've built hundreds of brands and we've seen the good and the bad and the surprises and the unexpected just like in this moment right now, a lot of our brands are really struggling with what's, what do we do next? Mm-hmm. And they're having to reevaluate. They're having to do a 180 on their media buys or their, you know, their strategy or direction or whatever it is. And um, just being there to always bring it back to the strategy. Let's see what's happening. Let's pay attention to the market. Let's look at, you know, what the consumer is saying and not lose sight of that. Let's not make rash decisions you know um yeah and also reminding them that in this moment sometimes you just have to make a decision as a leader and sometimes it's not always going to be the right decision and that's okay you know sometimes you just have to make a decision and move forward Mm. and with so many unknowns like right now with the whole pandemic some of those decisions are not going to be the best but you just you just don't know that and, and when you have to redirect, you redirect and you keep moving forward. That's what a good leader does. Mm. And instead of just being paralyzed and not knowing what to do next, leaders have to make those difficult decisions. So it's been, it's been interesting, you know, just the whole process of guiding and advising new companies and new brands, but also existing brands, especially in this moment. Yeah. But we take everything back to strategy. You know, it's, it's, if you have that in place, then typically you can, you can redirect it as you need to. Mm. That has so many rich nuggets in it. Uh, I love the fact that you highlighted how it's hard work. Like when you have an idea, um, you can live in like that la la land and like that mm-hmm. feeling place. But when it comes down to it, you, you've got to be realistic. You've got to put in the work and do your research and 
I think that it's at that point where people kind of like back out or give up, but it's really important to embrace that whole process because that's what will take you to where you want to go in the future. Sure, that's what makes an idea great. I've had a lot of people that have called and said, oh, well, we have this idea and I want to get started. And so what's the business plan? What's the financial model? What's the five-year? And they have absolutely no answers to any of those questions. And I think they realize very quickly, okay, this, this isn't what I want to do. So sometimes it can also help, you know, if, if what you're thinking about is even the right thing to do mm. to move forward, to have some of those good questions from, you know, people who have who've done this themselves three times and run a business, but also helped hundreds of brands mm. grow and, and, um, and thrive. That's great. What would be some of your thoughts on how to prepare for the future in this time? Because COVID-19 is this liminal space, right? So there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. I'd be curious to hear, like, how do you prepare for the future today? Well, you know, that's something I ask myself (laughs) every day as it relates to fears, but also for all of our clients, right? Because some of our clients are really struggling, depending on their industry, and some of them are thriving. And so for the ones that are thriving, that are in maybe the digital space or healthcare space, um, that have been innovative enough to be perfect for this moment, then we encourage them to really capitalize on that. You know, share the story that, you know, you, your innovation has got you here and that you're already way ahead of this situation. You anticipated these moments and you built a brand that's ready to face them and really putting that communication out there. And for other brands that this has surprised them and they're not prepared for it Mm. to take major steps to be prepared in the future, you know, start focus groups, start um, think tanks and things like that on, okay, let's stop. Let's reevaluate everything in this moment. Let's get everything back on the tracks and get things moving, get the revenue moving and things like that. But then let's, let's not lose sight of what just happened here and how, how are we going to take real action steps? Um, you know, even building task force and things like that to make sure that if, when, not if, but when this happens again, that we are better prepared. And I think we all, every brand we have, including fears has to take that responsibility extremely seriously during this time. Mm. because it's it's going to happen again you know this mm. one surprised us and you know even with fears this is the environment that we work in and so it wasn't disruptive for us you know we work as a collective we have full-time people here at the office we have full-time people who work remotely we have freelancers contractors um it's a, a purposeful intentional model that we started fierce with and built fierce with that allows us to be very nimble and agile in these moments. And so um, it's been good. It's mm-hmm. been good for us to be able to be responsive and to be able to just keep work without disruption. But, you know, even with our business model, we have to stop and say, okay, what can we do better? How can we be better prepared? What tools do we need to have in place? How do we need to think about our real estate model and this and that? our staffing model, um, there's always improvements to be made. And, you know, it starts with us at FEARS. And then also, how can we serve our clients better in these moments? And then how can we advise our clients in these moments? You know, it's been, uh, it's been an emotionally and physically uh, taxing time over the last few months, just rising to the occasion of 
having to sit down with each of our clients and really reevaluate with them um, what's happening and, and how we can adjust quickly mm-hmm. and how we can put information out there, communication out there on their behalf so that um, their brand stays top of, top of mind mm-hmm. and so that they can get their doors open as quickly as possible. And there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of trepidation. Every single one of our CEOs and the people that we work with um, at the management level are nervous and scared. And I hear, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And sometimes you just have to do. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, that takes a good, strong leader to just do. And yeah, there may be unknowns that are coming. We don't know what's next, but um, you can lead now. And you can provide confidence and you can provide communication. And um, all of our clients are moving forward. So I'm really, really proud of all of them for the hard decisions they've had to make. It's been amazing to see. I get to sit behind the scenes and watch these difficult decisions and watch our clients' character uh, really come to the surface in these moments. And I've just never been so proud of my life. It's better to make a decision than not to make one. I really love that thought, even for myself. <laughs> I remember when I first started Fierce, I was talking to my uncle. I think we were up in New York and he was a mentor to me because he had a very successful agency. And I said to him, what do I do when I don't know what to do? Like, what do I do? Because now I'm going to be the one that, you know, clients are looking at. And they say, well, do we choose brand A or brand B or do we make this decision or invest this million here or this million here? I was like, what about when I don't know? And he said, well, he said, you just, you make a decision. You make a decision based on experience and expertise and your research and you be prepared. And sometimes those decisions you're going to have to adjust down the road and you need to say, I'm going to have to adjust this. I, I don't see that our strategy is working as well as I wanted it to. I feel like if we tweaked it here, we'll have a stronger success moving forward. And you just, you know, that open communication and, but, but the ability I think of a good entrepreneur is to be able to make decisions quickly Mm -hmm. and with them and move forward with them. And then, yeah, if you need to adjust them later on, you can, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you failed or it doesn't mean that it was even necessarily wrong. There might just be a better way and Mm -hmm. you don't see it yet. So I, I really value that advice from him and, and I share it with others because it made an impact on me. Mm, that's such an amazing thought. Very rich. I, I can just see myself listening to this and going, okay, how does this apply in your life, Debbie? <laughs> that's really great. Becky, you work with really big corporations, but you also work with really small businesses, projects. And I find that fascinating and inspiring. Share with us what motivates you to do that. Sure. Um, Well, it goes back to our mission statement with Fierce. You know, probably if I could just run a completely nonprofit agency and still pay the bills, (laughs) I would do it. I haven't figured out how to do that model yet. Um, we We will start a nonprofit as part of Fierce called Velvet in time, um, which will allow us to do more of that. But I just feel very strongly that um, we have a responsibility to give back. And sometimes that's by financial support. Um, We financially support a lot of different causes and things that we believe in as an agency and that our people believe in as as part of our agency. Mm -hmm. But beyond just giving money, um, I think it's important that we give our skills 
to uh, groups. And, you know, sometimes it's a young entrepreneur who needs financial assistance, but she has a big idea about uh, starting a company where she can hire single moms who need income. And so we can get behind that mission. And so we'll help build up that brand and will help advise and structure and build and, you know, all of those things to help that company be successful. Uh, one of the companies that we worked with a couple years ago was a crisis pregnancy center and they came to us and I just, I just loved them. You know, I loved who they were as people and I loved their mission mm-hmm. and we, um, and they were at a pivotal point where they needed to rebrand and rename. And so we worked with them. We did. We followed the same structure and procedures that we follow with our discovery time with our multi-million dollar clients. Um, it's a proven process that works. And we worked with their board and their team. And I'm constantly getting little notes like from the director there saying, it's working, you know, thank you. And um, we have stayed with them and kept them on as a pro bono pro bono client for the last few years and just love who they are and what they're doing and the difference that they're making in the world. And it allows us to also make a difference, you know, as, Mm. as an agency, it's fast paced and it's long days and we can't always go and volunteer um, our time during a week or even on a weekend sometimes. And so this allows us to have that space in the world. That's so important to each one of us here at fierce, you know, we're, Um, One of the next um, nonprofits that we want to start working with is a suicide prevention organization. And um, that's important. So as soon as we have the time to dedicate to that, we'll help them with the website. Um, It's just, you know, everybody has different stories. We can't do them all. I have people who call and I just don't, I'm just, don't feel like it's right for fierce and so we'll pass on it but then certain times you know there's there's a organization or a nonprofit or whatever that just is something that we believe in as people and so uh we we work that into our queue and our schedule and um and everybody in in fierce that's you know always our favorite work we get to do and and people give it the same level of excellence that we give you know, the, the larger national and international brands that we work with. Mm. And I, I just think it's important. I, I don't ever want to run a company where we don't have non nonprofit or pro bono clients um, mm. and where we're not working on something that is has impact, you know, beyond just selling a product or service. Yeah. So That's so inspiring. Wow. I really love that thought. You know, we get a lot of joy and satisfaction um, in knowing that we can help an organization Mm. move forward and have a strong brand or have a strong presence or have a great product or have a great website um, and see that help them have success. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of joy in that. And Mm -hmm. I we're the we're the lucky ones and it's really powerful because i remember uh reaching out to you about bloom and you were so generous and you gave us like great feedback and you were checking you know like how is bloom going and i think all these years it's been really i keep using the word inspiring and sometimes it seems to be such an empty word but it's not you know like i feel like when i when i look at you i'm like yeah i want to be like that when i grow up you know like it's very genuine Um, And you're very kind, but you're also very driven and very straight. And 
Um, I think that that has inspired me personally, but also I've seen it with my students, you know. I think more people, you know, should get in contact with you and, and watch you and follow you. And because I think that you have a really different but important model for how to do business, how to do creativity, that you can still be relevant and have a strong voice, but you can do that with a lot of kindness and with a lot of soul. Took a lot of hard lessons, you know. Um, I've been doing this for a long time and the girl that I was in my 20s and even my 30s, you know, is different. It took a lot of um, observing, learning, hard lessons, um, moments like my accident where I needed a good kick in the butt and <laughs> a good reminder um, of what was important. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. I think so many people think that it does. It's another, another thing I share so much. I do a lot of speaking and uh, presenting on brands and companies and things like that. And so many people feel like it's just going to happen overnight, but you know, I'm a work in progress and tomorrow I'm going to learn things that I didn't know today mm. and I can't wait. And tomorrow I hope I'm a better person than I am today. Mm. And it just, it's a commitment to constantly being better and looking forward and not back. And, um, you know, just trying to build something that has purpose mm. and um, sharing that with, with other people so that they can be a part of that and, and can then be inspired to do what they need to do. You know, whether it's to stay with Pierce or, or go follow something that, that they need to do personally. Tomorrow, I hope I'm a better person than I am today. That's like my quote of the day. So rich. Well, I really believe that. I really hope that tomorrow I'm better than I was today. Yeah, I <laughs> constant work in progress. That's such a, a great approach to life. I have three random questions I'd like to ask you. First, if you could have anything on a billboard, what would it be and why? I'm such a believer on this, this corporate difference maker with kindness. And I have seen people come up to me with tears in their eyes and, and pull out their bear hug from their wallet and say, I've had it in here for a year and I keep it with me every day. Like people are hurting and people are dealing with so many difficult things that honestly, I would put our bear hug, I put be kind or I put our our bear hug message up there on a billboard. I've often said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a part of our legacy as a company is the bear hug because it's such a simple, silly, fun little thing. But honestly, it's so important. Speaking kindness into somebody's life can be life changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, both on the corporate and professional level, but also on the personal level, um, I just, I'm just a believer in it. That would probably be my thing. I love that thought, Becky, and I'll tell you why. It's because one of the things that gets on my nerves the most is lame hugs. I really don't like them. And I can That's go on funny. a very long rant about them. But when you're talking, I'm like, yes, learn to hug like that big bear, you know? Like, uh -huh. learn to hug yeah. it well because it's fierce and it has a lot of strength. So I, I, I love it. What do you think is the most common misconception about success? That it's going to be quick, that it's going to be well-defined, that it's going to be, success is going to be this for me. It's going to be one, two, or three, you know, and, and I, I'm going to make a list and I'm going to put it on the wall. And when I've reached this, that's when I'm successful. And honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way, but you know, I've, I've, I've lived, you know, 
I've lived a long life so far and um, I'm in that decade now in my 40s where uh, I have a, a additional appreciation for these life lessons and success to me is very different than what it was in my 20s and even my 30s. You know, success is, is um, living out the things that I believe in um, authentically. It's being a good mom. It's being a good wife. It's being good to the people that work for fierce. It's taking care of our clients. It's when clients succeed and are happy and feel heard and feel valued. And it's, it's when we can, you know, success is when we have the bandwidth and the budget to help a nonprofit and um, can make an impact for them and reveal their brand in front of a thousand people and tell their story and get people excited, whether they want to give or volunteer or participate. Those are the moments now that to me are, are success. You know, it's just, it's not anything else. And it took a while to learn that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's for me, that's my definition. That's not everybody's definition. It doesn't make mine right. And there's wrong. It's just, for me personally, those those are the milestones that I look at now. That's amazing. I love it. What is the best tip for how to change the world? You know, there's this great quote that I love, and I think it's Mother Teresa. And she always says that, you know, if you want to change the world to start internally, you know, start with yourself. Yes. And I, I feel there's a lot of truth in that. You know, I know it's a, a just a quote that gets circulated a lot and gets overlooked but I think she was on to something you know I she's an amazing amazing soul and saw a lot of things in her lifetime and it's it's true you know when we're working hard to do the right thing and and be the right type of human being to others and really striving to make things that we touch true and honest and authentic Mm -hmm. then in a way we're impacting people you know, sometimes in a way we don't even know that people are watching or listening or paying attention or want to be a part of it. And then that becomes really contagious. Mm. So I think, um, you know, just that, that fierce authenticity and transparency and honesty, um, it just, it's always amazing to me how that translates into influence and um, the ability to affect change, whether it's making somebody feel more confident to make a decision that they need to make or making somebody feel heard who didn't or making somebody feel valued who is a CEO who just went through a huge, you know, coup or partnership situation or, you know, um, got fired. I mean, we deal with all kinds of things with our clients over the years and I think, those moments go on to shape people in ways that you can just never know. And there's real power in that. That just sinks into my entire being because it's true. I love your answers to my random questions. Thank you so much. (laughs) I see that in you too, though, Debbie. I mean, I see your posts and I see your Instagram and I get your emails and just seeing your sweet spirit right from the very beginning and your desire to demonstrate kindness your journey just like mine it's a journey you know figuring these things out and getting involved with bloom because you want to have impact on social change and 
just, you know, the dedication, all of those things, it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful for me to see. And when I read your words or listen to one of your podcasts or even sit with you today, it's just, um, it's gifts. And I think people don't know sometimes, you know, the influence that that can have on somebody else's day or somebody else's decisions or somebody else's life. And it's, it's important. So I value that in you. Thank you so much, Becky. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah. And I'm just going to say again that I love you. I love your work. I love, <laughs> I love everything you. about you. And I'm really thankful that you made this time to sit with me. Well, thank you. It's been a real privilege. I, I have really enjoyed it and I've been looking forward to it. Thank you for your patience with me while I was getting better. But it was a real privilege and joy to speak to you. Tomorrow, I am going to learn things that I didn't know today, and I cannot wait. Tomorrow, I hope I am a better person than I am today. A commitment to constantly being better. I love this conversation so much. I am encouraged to cling to kindness more than ever before and reminded that every season of change, uncertainty, and waiting is also an opportunity for the start of something great. I hope you can take some time to reflect on a question, a phrase or thought that resonates with you and is applicable in your own life. Be encompassed by love and always remember that even though none of us can control everything that happens to us, we can all control how we respond. Thank you.